please stand clear of the doors. So there's new rides coming out, Alex. What is it going to take for you to rate a ride a 10? To rate a ride a 10, it has to be an amazing ride, but I think the ride would have to pay me. How much? I mean, even a dollar would be nice. Here's a dollar. So what is that going to do? You're paying me the dollar. They can pay me in guac. Welcome to episode 34 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Adam. And today we will be giving the his on Beauty and the Beast. So uh, what do you guys think about this movie? Which one? Uh, well, the two of them, right? We're going to be talking about the cartoon movie, the animated movie, uh-huh. and we're going to be talking about the live action movie. Yes. Yep. So, I enjoyed both of them. What about you, Alex? I wasn't a big fan of the animated movie. Oh my up. gosh! I'm sorry. I grew up a boy, so I wasn't a big fan of the Beauty and Beast. What's what is it? Yeah. What, what's that? I, I just wasn't. Yeah, big so fan. I guess he's like I wasn't a big fan of Little Mermaid. I wasn't a big fan of Beauty and Beast. Yeah. I liked Aladdin. Yeah, of course. That so was a movie what is that my, saying about that you? You liked Aladdin, ideal. but you know, <laughs> I man, come on. Belle was hot for an animated girl. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I thought she was pretty growing up. Yeah, but and I didn't really care for what the storyline. You said, you said Little Mermaid? Yeah. I thought she was she's pretty hot too, man, for a girl, right? She was 16, just so you know. Yeah, well, at the time, I was like 16, so <laughs> however old I was. Yeah, but you're still judging her. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when I, at the time, I thought she was pretty. I thought she was pretty at the time, uh-huh. okay? You got a thing for redheads, huh? I, got, I think pretty girls, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty animated girls. <laughs> Whatever, man. Not, I'm not, all I'm trying to say, say sorry, I just hit the you mic and down. Yeah, I hit my, I moved my hand and I hit I your mean, mic. I mean, Joey down. admitted he had a crush on uh, Gadget and then. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, so I wasn't a big fan of Beauty and the Beast growing up or uh, Little Mermaid. Um, I never watched Zoom Beauty or Snow White. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't a big fan of those movies growing up, so. Yeah, I didn't Snow really White. Watch it too much. Definitely, the Snow White didn't do it for me, but I enjoyed Beauty and the Beast a lot when I was younger. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. So, because uh, I, Beauty and the Beast is probably one of my favorite Disney movies up there with Moana. Moana, I love Moana. I love Moana. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, I think, is like a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, watching now, a lot, it's better. A lot. The two songs are memorable. Yeah, of course. I mean, watching it now, I like it. Yeah. but I do like the live action better. And I like the live action too. I think that live action is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. What was there was there was another live action Disney movie before Beauty Cinderella, Cinderella, yes. but Beauty and the Beast kind of was like it was better. It, it was a lot better. It was a lot Cinderella more, was okay, but it was Cinderella was their better. first try though. Yeah, yeah. Unless Maleficent came before that, my name Maleficent. Yeah, and th- but that was, was a whole another story though. Right, Maleficent was a story untold. It wasn't before. retelling. Yes. Yeah. Right. This so is like, Cinderella was the first. It's a remake, whatever. Yeah, right. and I think this is the one that kind of put them on the map to be like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I enjoyed both of them. Scale of one to ten, how would you rate both of them? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, definitely give it. Oh, we're gonna do like a um, like an average of both of them, or like eight and a half. Eight and a half. Ooh, that's a good one. That's an average of both of them. Yeah, I think they both they did really good in all the aspects. They told a great story. The animation was good. Yeah. I don't know how I felt about the uh, re-release of the ballroom scene. They made it kind of like 3D mm-hmm. yeah. on the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both told a great story. They have great arcs, great character development. Yes. Uh, 
Gaston. I mean, and then with the remake, you know, they added uh, LeFou. LeFou. Yeah, they, you know, gave him more of a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was and, Josh Gad's idea. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I think he did a great job in that movie. Yeah, and it was also, I'm blanking on, uh, what is the girl's name? Her real name. Oh, talking about Emma Hermione Watson. Granger? Emma Watson. Oh, yeah, Hermione. Oh, Hermione Granger. <laughs> uh, it was her idea to make her the tinkerer. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. That's cool. But I guess we're going to learn more about that. Cause yeah. But what would, you, what, what would you rate it, Joe? Uh, I'll do eight and a half. It's pretty good, too. That's high, that's high up there, you know. Eight and a half. Nine? Eight and a half. I think I go Yeah, I, I had a hard time you trying just to said, You just said the animation movie was your favorite, one of your favorite movies ever. Yeah. And then you said the live action was really good, too. So you yeah. wouldn't give it a nine or ten? Eight and a half, nine. It's right there. I'm, I'm not sure about ten, uh, but nine, eight and a half. Whatever, man. We're gonna, we're gonna judge me. We're gonna give <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, wait. What? What's your score? Yeah. Huh? Four. No, no. <laughs> I'd get, no, I'd give it a. I'd give it a solid seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, that's yeah. pretty good for you because you're is. like, yeah, yeah I'm you're a hard, real hard. hard on like Lady and Tramp, you gave like a three or something. I, be- I, like I mean, he's even the five. one who said on the, one of the first episodes he will never give a ride a ten. Ever no, because yeah. it has to be. It has to pay me for it to get a ten. <laughs> right, but you know that never happened. So let's get to the his on the Beauty and the Beast movies. Beauty and the Beast is both an animated and live action film produced by Disney. The original animated Beauty and the Beast was officially released on November 13th, 1991. It was a huge success and won many awards. Disney then released a live-action retelling called Beauty and the Beast on February 23rd, 2017. The live-action Beauty and the Beast received a great response by fans and critics. So Alex, you're our historian. Mm-hmm. What uh, what award did it win? I have them later. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's nice. Historian, how did you get that job? I don't know. I applied somewhere. Did, I think. Did you go to school for that? No, I worked my way up the system. It's, it's kind of like you know how, when you go to the Frozen sing along over at Hollywood uh-huh. Studios. They yeah. have the historians, Aaron Dell historian. You're like you're like the his historian. Yeah. This is one of the movies like 1991. This is one of those movies that brought Disney back on yep. the map, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah, it brought him back on the mm-hmm. map. It was one of the four. One of the four, right? Beauty and Beast, Little Mermaid, Lion King, and Aladdin was the four oh, movies yeah. that brought it back. Did they do? Uh, did they do a Beauty and the Beast video game? Uh, I don't recall. I don't either. Did you know Lion King actually would never happen in the wild because Scar would never have been in the pack? Yeah, because it's only one male. How right? do you know, man? You don't think what happens if a lion comes along and has his There's own? There's only one male, right? They they there could have been two males, but it wouldn't have been related to the main one. The, been like, the alpha. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast can really happen in real life. Did you know that? It can if you have a witch knocking at your door and you don't answer for her, let her in out of the cold. Yeah. And get cursed. How about Little Mermaid? Can that happen? You, you heard of Atlantis, right? They had, this, that's a Disney <laughs> hey, movie. Did you, you know? did you know the earth was flat? <laughs> <laughs> Beauty and the Beast was a fairy tale written by French novelist Gabrielle Suzanne Barbeau de Villanueva and published in 1740 in The Young American and Marine Tales. It was then later republished by Gabrielle in 1756 in Children's Collection. In 1899, it was then again released by Andrew Lang in the novel Blue Fairy Book. Variants of the tale were known across Europe with many retellings being published. Cupid and Psyche, Golden Ass, and The Pig King are some of the published stories. 
Zamir Nazor is an operatic version of the story in 1771, which had enormous success well into the 19th century. Gabrielle's telling is different than the movies we know. The Beast lives alone, there is no Gaston, Belle is one of six children, and her father is a merchant. No Gaston? Yeah. Aw, man. I love him. Then who was the villain? Yeah. There really, I guess there really was no villain. The villain was... Can you have a movie without a villain? Yeah, I don't know. I think, well, I think if I remember correctly, they're saying how, like, the Beast was kind of like... He's like the villain? He was like, yeah, a douche. Yeah, you need a protagonist. Yeah, he was kind of the protagonist, yeah. I guess. But, uh, oh, oh the, I'm sorry, no. Actually, I remember correctly they said uh, her, two of her sisters were actually very mean. At the end, they turned to stone. That sounds like a different movie. Are we, are we watching Cinderella? And at the end, they turned to stone, apparently. Oh, oh a little bit of Medusa in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Gaston, he's pretty, uh, he's a really good character in the movie. He's movies. a great character. Yeah, I mean, they have a whole little area for him over at Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. Gaston's Tavern. Mm-hmm. And I actually like it there a lot. We ate there um, for over the Christmas, over our holiday break. We went over there yeah. and uh, we ate at Gaston's Tavern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so at Gaston's Tavern, when it first opened, they had this the apple drink that they have there, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's so delicious and it's so great." Whenever there, I wasn't really a big fan of it. That was a long time ago. I, so I saw it again, and I was like, maybe they changed it a little bit. And I went back, uh, and I actually had that apple drink. It was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed me. it. Yeah, it was like, especially when you got that taste of marshmallow with the apple. It, uh, it, it was good. Yeah, we just had it. it last week. You did? Yeah. yeah. It was, what do you think? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm wondering is why do they they have Gaston out there sometimes the meet and greets? Yep. yep. Why do they never have LaFleur? I would feel like he's I I mean, I don't know about you, but I like LaFleur a lot. So do I. I yeah. almost like him just as much as I mean, I think he's up there in par Maybe with Maybe he's harder of a character to create a costume for. You know, they had the face. Gaston they just put a muscle well, a guy with fake muscles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, out there. But you know any of that, uh LaFleur, right? So I like him a lot better, maybe because of Josh Gad. Josh Gad killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, man. He did. And well, I think they gave maybe, him more character. Yeah, that's true too. But had a whole backstory. It, it was definitely in the new one. He, I is when I became a fan of Lafleur. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm. but that song is really catchy. Yeah, no one's slick as Gaston. No one's quick as Gaston. And Josh, no Gad. one's neck is incredibly thick as Gaston. That's pretty good, Adam. You yeah. probably could have played him. LaFleur? Yeah. You got the height. (laughs) (laughs) Walt Disney wanted to make a movie based on the Beauty and Beast story, but while working on the film, a live-action version came out in 1946 by French filmmaker Jean Cocteau. Walt didn't want to release an animated version right after the live-action film was released, so he tabled the idea. Films based on these stories were later released in 1952, 62, and 1978. In 1987, a musical live-action version directed by Eugene Marner was released. In the late 80s, Disney hired Roger Perdum to direct a non-musical version of Beauty and the Beast. With Linka Wolverton writing the script, Disney was not happy with the script, noting it was too dark and depressing. After Little Mermaid premiered in 1989, Wolverton was flown out to Disney in Florida and met with Howard Ashman. They quickly clicked, and in one night in a hotel room, they conjured up the new version of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, the Beauty and the Beast is kind of dark. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of dark. Yeah, the wolf scene, and then, I mean, Gaston, all he wants to do is kill the guy. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing about the witch going up to the castle, and the prince wasn't very nice, and then she's like, okay. She just turned him into a beast, plus 
everyone else that was in that castle into some kind of object, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the, why take it out on everyone else? I know, right? There was actually a scene they cut out where she was chasing him around and she kept missing him, hitting all the other people. Oh. And that's what ended up turning them into things. That's a lot of misses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she must be like a stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Robert Ashman, he did the music for uh, um, Little Mermaid and part of the story for Little Mermaid. He's a big uh, Disney guy. Yeah, see, the only... Oh, okay. No, I know three songs from Little Mermaid. Oh, there's a bunch of good songs. I mean, yeah. Under the Sea, right? Sha-la-la-la, don't uh, be the girl. And... The, uh, the one where... Um, isn't it nice? Look at all oh, these yeah. things. Yeah, Thinking yeah. my jigs or whatever. She's yeah. combing her hair with a fork. Yeah. Dinglehopper. <laughs> Dinglehopper, yep. Yeah. But it's crazy how they, they came up the story in one night. They just went to town on it. Well, they didn't come up with the story yeah. one night. I mean, the story was already kind of there. Uh, yes. <laughs> but they made it better. A- along with 90% of all other Disney movies. <laughs> right, right, right. The story was yeah. already pre-written. Yeah, but they, they figured out how to make it uh, from a depressing dark movie to a new musical type and make sure the story carries itself well. Yeah, because all, all those older, um, the writings that are now, what, public domain, they were dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All like the Brother Grimm. Uh, yeah, and the all Grimm that. Brothers yeah. and Hans Christian Anderson. Oh, yeah, yeah. the dark as anything. Alan Minkin and Howard Ashman did the score for the film, creating some of the most iconic music to date. The film took a lot of manpower to complete needing four years to be produced and the skills of 600 artists and animators. One artist being Glenn Keane, who designed the beast. The beast is a hybrid with the mane of a lion, the beard and head structure of a buffalo, tusks of a wild boar, heavily muscled brow of a gorilla, legs and tail of a wolf, and body of a bear. Even with four years, the film was still running behind, so animators reused the animation from Sleeping Beauty, where Princess Aurora and Prince Philip danced in the ballroom for the final dance between Belle and Prince Adam. Beauty and the Beast was Disney's second film that used CAPS, Computer Animation Production System, a program designed by Pixar to allow digital inking of hand-drawn cells. The ballroom scene relied heavily on 3D camera effect made possible by the computerized system. So I think it's kind of cool. This is one, like, that that Sleeping Beauty scene where they're dancing mm-hmm. it was used throughout many of the movies right and it was only between the beast and i think that's kind of cool because i think it's cool that they reuse that cool scene or lazy uh, it's, call, <laughs> it's a callback uh, i think i think this is a callback i think it is what else, what else is it used in? Probably, huh what else is it used in uh well it's used in when dopey and snow white mm-hmm. when they dance i think oh, it's really? that um that sequence uh-huh. or whatever and i think there's in a couple other you movies think too. I'm not sure off the top of my head, man. I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they use them in so many other movies. I can name I'll one. Do, this is only a Disney history podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but we're not doing the history. Just throwing facts the... out there. Splatter <laughs> them against the wall so it won't stick. Edit it out. You're right. You're right. So also, I also think it's cool. Do you yeah. really want me to edit it out? Because if so, no, then no. you need it. You don't okay. need to edit it out. But uh, I think it's really cool that, you know, this movie, Beauty and the Beast, uh-huh. super popular movie. Yeah. You know, people love it. Except for Alex. But just like how we talked about in Home Alone, once again, this was kind of behind schedule. Yes. And it's cool to see that things that are that are really good struggle almost. It's kind of like they're not, they're, it wasn't, it's not pitch perfect. Like, oh, we have this great idea. We're going to make a great movie. And it's no, everything's just perfect. pitch perfect had Anna Kendrick. I'm not, we're talking about pitch perfect. <laughs> what are you even talking about? You just said it was pitch perfect. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is that people out there, 
just because you know when they're thinking of something creative mm-hmm. and they're creating something you know just because it's not perfect go follow through with it because you never know what's going to come out of it yeah and that's that's the whole thing you know about some of these movies which i was kind of surprised on i didn't know this about beating the beast that they were kind of behind schedule i didn't know that there was a struggle also with this movie overall that it was just hard to get like a finished a, a good finished product yeah the so the years. even if you start off crappy just keep pushing through and you'll you, and, and you'll one, do good yeah. yeah exactly and one day you can go ahead and grade something that is like I, something that's iconic that's something hey, that is it's kind of like our podcast that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy how many how many animators they had working on it and they still in four years they still were falling behind schedule yeah on getting this completed i guess uh they brought off more than can chew i guess well it's you know things come up it's just the way who knows that's got to be hard to judge how long a cartoon is going to take because different scenes have different amount of spots you have to color. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to color in the cells. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're doing something like Disney usually does is you're you're breaking barriers down for making the next movies. You're right. making things better than they are before. Which would therefore, be the ballroom not, scene. Therefore, you don't know how long it's going to take to make them perfect. Right. And yeah, then, that ballroom scene, definitely no camera motion in a cartoon yeah. has ever been like that. Yep, and then of course we had like Alan Menken, who is a Disney legend. Yeah, actually during this, he um, a lot of animators had to travel to New York to talk to him because he's actually suffering from H- being positive HIV. He was suffering from being positive of HIV at this time. They couldn't have just called. They had to travel there. Well, they, yeah, they some reason they were traveling. Well, they discussed with him to have conversations and call, well, have meetings like, and stuff. When do you think this was? Man? Ninety-two. Exactly. There was, it's, there it's was a lot phones. different. There, there was, was phones. There was phones, but it's not like how it is now. Though. Call, but yeah, they. I it's mean, a lot different. Yeah, they had to travel to New York to visit him at his home. With the music, you mm-hmm. say it's so iconic. Yeah, definitely. Right. So if you go up to this person and say. Finish the lyrics. Uh huh. A tale as old as time. Yeah. What is the rest of the lyrics? I don't know. Hold on. A tale as old as time. Beauty and the beast. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I asked three people at my job today. They had no clue what I was talking about. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, are you joking? And come oh. on, man. The person singing that, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. That's pretty. Oh, I even gave that hint. I said, t- oh, uh, I was asked what we're doing today. And I sang that. I said, A tale as old as time. She goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's the song. Figured out. I was like, I'll give you another hint. Murder, she wrote. Yep. She still didn't get it. I think they had something at Murder, she wrote over at Hollywood Studios at one Yeah, time? they did. Yeah. Yeah. She's it's where Frozen, Frozen Ever After is. Yep. Yeah. She was actually doing this during Murder, she wrote. She had to take breaks during Murder, she wrote. Uh, she had to film, do the recording between Murder, she wrote, days of doing Murder, she wrote. Cool. Awesome. How many days did it take her? <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Beauty and the Beast was directed by Gary Truesdale and Kirk Wise. The cast was voiced by Paige O'Hare, Angela Lansbury, Robbie Benson, Jesse Corti, Rex Everhart, Richard White, Jerry Orbach, and David Ogden Steers. It was released on November 13th, 1991, and became a huge success. It was the first Disney animated film to cross the 100 million box office mark. The film won 11 awards between the Golden Globes, Academy Awards, and Grammys. It was the first animated film nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars, and three of its songs earned Best Original Song Oscar nominations. In 2002, Beauty and the Beast was added to the United States National Film Registry, and in 2008, American Film Institute revealed that it was listed as 7th Best Film in the animation genre. 
1994, the Broadway musical Beauty and the Beast, an adaptation of the film, premiered and ran for 13 years, becoming Broadway's 10th longest running production in history. Rex Everhart. That's a name that should be for like a superhero, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's a lot of accolades. Yeah. That's like. Sure. I mean, first, anim- first animated movie to be nominated for a best picture. And three songs being nominated for best original song. I bet there's only like five nominees and they have three of the five. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. They won. For best song? <laughs> best original they song. They had good odds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was probably what? Beauty and the Beast. Did it say the songs on here? No. I don't have okay, it's probably two. Beauty and the Beast, right? Mm. Be Our Guest. And Guest On? No. Probably not Guest On. The opening song. The opening song she does. What's the name of that one? Oh, I forget. That's definitely one of them. That would be. Um, I know what it is. Uh, is it? Is it called Bonjour? It should bonjour. Be, it should bonjour. Be. Bonjour. 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 Isn't, I remember. Isn't she so peculiar? Yeah, she's so peculiar. For me thinking that, me for me having that is my favorite Disney movie. You think I would know that song? Yeah, I think you know the words. Yeah, it's, it's Bonjour. Bonjour, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're just going with it. Bonjour. But, yeah, yeah, but you they, think I would know all the words to the song. But, I mean, I haven't, uh, I mean. Even if you haven't, like, I've been listening to songs that I listened in middle school and stuff. Yeah. And I instantly remember the words. I had a song come on today on my Pandora that I haven't heard in, like, 10 years, and I knew every single word. I mean, I was singing some Akon the other day, and I hadn't heard an Akon in a while. Yeah, well, Smack I, the at, sc- <laughs> at school, I have my Spotify playlist, and I uh-huh. listen to Disney hits pretty much all day, because the kids are in there, you know, so <laughs> I have the music playing. <laughs> and, uh, that dirty look. <laughs> <laughs> you guys couldn't see that, but I gave him a pretty dirty look. But, uh, but it's yeah. really cool. But hold on, hold on. Oh, so my, you're, you're playing Disney so hits. I got my Disney. I'm listening to the new yeah, Eminem whatever, album. Man, whatever. But I can't be listening to the new Eminem album in the, at school. The um, edited versions on there. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm listening to Disney hits, and they just added all the new Frozen songs on there. Oh, did they? Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. And they came I'm on. Excited. You're like, this is my jam. Yeah. I guess you're right. I am a nerd. <laughs> they just now got on there. Do they have to unthaw them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. That's a terrible joke. In 2014, Disney announced that Bill Condon would direct Emma Watson and Dan Stevens in a live-action retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Later, the star-studded cast would grow, including Luke Evans, Josh Gad, Kevin Kline, Ewan McGregor, Ian McKellen, Emma Thompson, and Stanley Tucci. Alan Menken came back to work on the score for the film. The amazing cinematography was done by Tobias Schleicher. Emma Watson requested for Bell to be the inventor instead of her father, Maurice. This was to justify her being treated differently by the villagers. Maurice went back to his original role from the older tellings as a merchant. Actor Dan Stevens had quite a job to do for the filming of the movie. He had to wear stilts and a prosthetic muscle suit. He also had to wear a gray bodysuit with visual effect indicators that read all of his movements. This was all needed for the combination of live action, physical performance capture, and MOVA facial capture technology. To capture his facial movements, Stevens explains, You have to think back to scenes already filmed and move just your face, not your body, whether you had dialogue or not. He had to perform his role twice, one for his body movement and another for his facial expressions. That's pretty cool. It's kind of like Jeff Goldblum in that one episode where he has his facial expressions kind of (laughs) determine if he likes the shoes or not. It's kind of like that. I remember when I watched this film, I was like, why does it matter who plays the beast? He's covered in 
you know, he's he's the be- it's just animation. He's the beast. But yeah, but you still have all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize how much he. Did I mean, if that movie. was this, if that if you're saying it that way, then who's the guy who plays Golem? That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Golem. I mean, but you could just get someone like that. Like, why get he someone played, who has a name? No, but he, I mean, he his facial expressions is what does it. That's why he played in Planet of the Apes, right? You know. uh, also, Marvel, the Wakanda, uh, Black Panther is in there too. You know, what do you mean in there? What do you mean? He was in there. He's the guy that lost his arm. He was in the interrogation room. What are you talking about? In Black Panther. Yeah. The guy who does Smeagol oh, and all that. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luke Evans. I always get him confused with Orlando Bloom every time I see him. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. That's hey, do, so do you know Smeagol? He did the uh, facial expressions for King Kong in the Peter Jackson yeah. movie. Yeah. He's done a lot. He has done a lot. So back to Beauty and Beast. <laughs> 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 I think, uh, yeah, it was crazy how much he did. Like, he had to walk on stilts. He had to do the dance on stilts, the final scene dance. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But yeah. it was probably, like, super tall stilts. I mean, oh. it's not like he's, I like, mean, eight feet tall. Stilts are still stilts. Yeah, let me give you one-foot stilts and see you dance. They're probably, like, really good stilts, though. But it was probably, like, the stilts that you're thinking about. I bet you they're kind of like the stilts. You ever seen, like, those uh, stilts that were kind of, like, people had toys of, I guess? You can go buy them in the stores. What? It was kind of it's, it's not, it's, no, yeah, kind of like Moonshoes almost. But he he didn't need like eight feet. <laughs> kind of like him almost. Yeah, you but he, it wasn't like he needed stilts to be like like a paint, you know, no painter stilts. Fifth, yeah, exactly. So it, I'm sure it's not as bad as the stilts maybe. It's like, still uh, you know well I mean you're yeah. trying not to step on Emma Watson's feet. Yeah, man, that's dangerous. <laughs> Crush your little She'll tiny feet. Pull a wand out and cast a spell on you like crazy. That's but right. yeah, you're right about her coming up with that idea of being the inventor, which I thought was kind of interesting that she was like, I'll do this role, but I would really like Belle to be an inventor. It's like, if I was a director, I'd be like, who does she think she is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, changing the story. Oh, okay. She's Emma Watson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, I like how they made Maurice the, uh, the merchant, which now thinking back to it, he is the merchant, right? He's going back, he's going to a simper town yeah. yep. to bring stuff. I totally f- didn't think about that. I thought he was also an inventor. In the cartoon. Well, no, but I'm saying live action. I thought he was awesome. Uh, right, yeah, only in the cartoon. But now, the thing about to it, he was more of a merchant. Yeah. He's going to like a trade show. Mm-hmm, yeah. Their local ocean center. I think he was going to um, Megacon. Yeah. While um, she was inventing the washing machine. Beauty and the Beast filming ended in 2015 and took several years to be put together, being later released on February 23rd, 2017. Upon release, the movie received great reviews. The film grossed over $1.2 billion worldwide, becoming the highest-grossing live-action musical film and the 10th highest-grossing film of all time. The movie received many award nominees, but did not win any major award ceremonies like its predecessor. Well, because the film had already been seen before. You know, the yeah. music's already been created. Yeah, it wasn't anything and, revolutionary. But I like the changes that they did in the movie also. Oh, yeah. that, that's different from the live action mm-hmm. uh, from the animation. Like, they gave the whole story of pretty much what happened to Belle's mom. Right. Yep. You know? The ma- they see the or the plague mask. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, whenever you see a movie that's redone like that, and people are like, oh, if they don't like the changes. I kind of, I mean, they. I got to see some changes because the director has to put his creative touch on the movie. Right. You know, like, and uh, I know it's not um, Disney, but the Harry Potter films, like they had different directors throughout the different movies. And people are like, oh, this one's different than that one. Yeah, because they're different directors mm-hmm. and they're going to put their own artistic touch on the movies. And I, I, this is what this director did with this movie. He right. put his own directive touch on it. I actually think the Harry Potters, though, followed more towards the book. Like, the scenes were kind of different, 
but it was still pretty heavily based on the books. Well, yeah. Where yeah. with uh, Beauty and the Beast, I mean, they added a whole new elements to the movie. Right. Yeah, but I'm talking about from the animation to the to the live action. Yeah, they added new elements. I mean, they had the whole, that was a good, what, 10 minutes that they took apart just to tell what happened to the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with Josh Gad, which mm-hmm. is why everyone, what, the um, Parents Association was telling people not to go see it because they were introducing a gay character. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole other thing. Disney didn't have to do, and I'm sure that was a headache for them, too. I'm sure it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Tim Burton directed a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. He totally put his artistic down. Or just a good, I buy, on it. But, you know, he's done a lot of Disney movies. Yeah. And, uh, but Harry Potter is in Disney. I know, but I'm saying he, <laughs> Tim Burton has done Disney movies. I know. Name one. Yeah, name one. But the thing about this, you know, it's really... The, the, the reason why I love Tim Burton is because... You sit there and you watch a movie, and you don't even need to know the Tim Burton movie before right. going into a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. And you're like, you know, this is a Tim Burton movie. Right, right, right. You can, you can sit down halfway in the middle of it, and after 10 minutes, you'll be like, I think this is a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. And it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. This is uh, Disney-related, since it's Marvel. Um, the directors don't always have complete control, though, mm-hmm. because Deadpool 3's director quit. Because Ryan Reynolds wanted too much control. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like a month ago. They said that Ryan Reynolds wants too much hands-on. The director said that he can understand other directors can work with him, but that's just not his style, so he had to leave. Interesting. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. This was the first Disney animated film to have a final and fully developed script before animators started their work on it. Belle is the only one in her town who wears blue to show how different she is from everyone else. It took Angela Lansbury one take to record the Beauty and the Beast song in the 1991 film, and it took me four tries to do this. Chip was almost a one-line character. Ewan McGregor had never heard Be Our Guest before he took the part of Lumiere. Hello there. The prince's name is never mentioned in the original movie. Jackie Chan dubbed the Beast voice for the Chinese translation of the animated movie. Sweet. Yes, including the singing. When Maurice gets lost in the woods in the animated movie, one of the road signs he finds points away towards Anaheim. The beast can momentarily be seen in Aladdin as one of the animal stacking toys the Sultan plays with. The Beauty and the Beast ballad was originally planned to be a rock and roll song. The fictional town of Villanueva for the live action movie is based on the real village of Conquise in southern France. I feel like we should talk about some of these quick fire quick facts. Jackie Chan. Ah, Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. Dude, I listen to it because it's all you can find it online. Uh-huh. It's kind of awesome. Is it? Yeah. Does it, it is. sound like you think it would sound like? It sounds like Jackie Chan well, I mean, singing. What else is it supposed to sound like? <laughs> uh-huh. But how does Uma McGregor never hear Be Our Guest before he knows about this music movie? Does he? Maybe he doesn't have kids. Yeah, maybe. What? But he, oh. He's not like older. Dude, Hugh McGregor, been... but come on, he has to be a Disney fan. He was in that one Crystal Robin movie and it was awesome. It was a good movie. That doesn't mean, I mean, they had a paycheck, right? I know, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean he was a fan. Did you see that Winnie the Pooh movie? Chris yeah, Robin? I did, yeah. Okay. Was that you? I don't know who it was. You and McGregor. McGregor, yeah. He was the main, he's the main guy. He's Christopher Star Robin. War- Star Wars? Yes, he's okay. Obi-Wan. That's the reason why I oh, said hello man. there. I don't get that still. Me neither. I, I still don't get the hello there. No explanation. 
I think oh, he's, he's looking for it. Go look for something. Because we're listening to the last episode, and you said hello there, and I still don't understand. All right, where so that back is. to the quick fire, quick facts. The Aladdin, you know, yeah. where it's in Aladdin. I love when they I've seen it. put things in other movies that yeah, yeah. you know, want from another. Okay, just so you know, mm-hmm. I t- typed in hello there. Yes. And there's a 10 hour loop of Obi Wan to saying hello there. Please play a second of it and let me see the video. Yeah, just one second of the 10 hour. <laughs> we don't need the full 10 hour. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Can we not like what part of the scene was that? Can I see it? Oh, was that when they were in the meeting room and then the droids come? Okay, but he only says it once in the movie. Like, but there's like there's like memes about there's a ten hour video of him just saying hello there. Just because someone decides to do that doesn't well, it's a thing. I'm I'm trying to say it's like a thing. I never heard of it of being a thing. Well, guess what? Hugh McGregor never heard of be our guest. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. There we go. That's the reason why. There we go. Full circle. But there's a whole a, bunch of memes. That was a about, giant circle. There's a whole bunch of memes that say like, hello there. I don't know why. It's just a thing. Right. Well, I never knew it was a thing. Dumb thing. <laughs> That's the reason why when his series, he, Hugh McGregor's going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. What? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. He's going to be in the series. He's playing Obi-Wan. For so, real? Yeah. But I thought it was supposed to take place after episode three. I'm just, well, let, me, let me tell you, man. He's it, older now. Yeah, but he, he they, come on, man. They make him look younger, makeup, whatever. I guess. So he's he's playing Obi Wan, but did and you see open Sam Jackson in um, Captain Amer- or not Captain, Captain America? America. Yeah. No, Sam Spider-Man. Jackson's Captain America. The other one. What's Spider Man? No, the Spider-Man. girl. The oh, girl. Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good movie. We here at Diz has love watching both Beauty and the Beasts, and are looking forward to seeing how they use Beauty and the Beast in the future. Yeah, because they got the. The Beauty and the Beast musical coming up at Epcot. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like oh, Frozen. Right, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Hidden Mickey's. For the first hidden Mickey, look at the handle on top of the glass jar containing the rose. Later in the movie, this is gone. For the second hidden Mickey, as Maurice enters the beast castle look on the left column at the top number three as bell and the beast share a moment playing in the snow find a hidden mickey in the bark to the right of bell's hand number four can be found in the decorative work atop the library as a resemblance of a mickey shape and number five is found when cogsworth is pointing near snow plows look in the snow for the iconic circles So memories, you guys got any memories? Um, yeah, seen the live action in theaters when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I saw it, um, and I I remember us liking it pretty good. Yeah, okay. yep. I remember all the controversy with uh, Josh Gad's character and the whole oh, yeah. "Don't go see." Um, I, I do remember going to see the first one in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You do or you don't? No, I do. Okay, I definitely okay. do. I remember going to see yeah. the first one in the movie theater. I remember oh, seeing yeah. the new one in the movie theater, like both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really the movie related, but uh, I do have a me- memory of Beauty and the Beast with going there not a couple, not too long ago and my son uh, being picked to be the Beast. 
I thought it was really cool. We got some really nice pictures of him and Belle. Yes. Also, on the Disney cruise ships, they play Be Our Guest, and all the waiters and waitresses, they come out, all the servers come out, mm-hmm. and they, it's like a big ordeal, and they play the song, and all the screens have like, beating, it was, it's pretty awesome. So those are, those are some, some of my memories. And if anyone has the ability to pay for it, because it is expensive, Be Our Guest yes. restaurant is definitely something you should do. Cause I was that, just about to say that. that place have have you guys been there? I've, yes. never, been, I've never been there. I've Me been there, there twice, and it's amazing. Is the great stuff good? It is yeah, pretty it good. Is. Yeah. What did what you get? Do you remember what you got to eat there? Well, one time we went for breakfast, and then the second time, I don't remember. I just remember waiting for the great stuff. But yeah, you, you can't go in there unless you have a reservation. Mm-hmm. That's hard. They won't let you in there. Too. We'll have to go there one time and maybe do an episode on Be Our Guest. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, if you haven't seen inside, it's I not have even, not been inside. I have not been inside. That's awesome. There. Yeah, it yeah, is. Mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Especially the room with the rose. I mean, the outside's really cool. I mean, because it's the castle and they have mm-hmm. the bridge. You know, it's it's the outside's real pretty. So I can only imagine the inside's really nice. And so we're doing something a little different. We're not a little different, but we have our someone who's part of our Patreon, part of the Goof Troop. He's going to share his memory. So here it is. My Beauty and the Beast memory is. From a few months ago, my wife and I went to be our guest for dinner on our honeymoon and great dinner, phenomenal place, highly recommend. After dinner, we met the beast and my wife looks at me and says, wow, he's taller than you, which is something she rarely says. And it was just kind of a funny thing. So Steve, thanks for sharing your memory. Uh, Thanks for being part of the Goof Troop. So if you want to join their goof troop and join our patreon and support the Diz his podcast and get your memories shared on the podcast just go to patreon.com and type in Diz his so not only you know check out our patreon page but also t- check out dizhiz.com, d-i-z-h-i-z.com we're updating our webpage to kind of you know we're gonna have all our episodes on there so you can check us all out we'll have our eventually have our ride to his videos mm-hmm. on the webpage but check out dizhiz.com and kind of see what we're up to. We're Right now it's kind of under construction, but we're adding more and we're updating it and we're putting cool things up on the website. Yeah, and if you haven't had a chance to check out Ride the Hiz, please go ahead and do that. We have it on YouTube. It's called Ride the Hiz, and it's a fun little thing we're starting to do. We've only done it once so far, but we plan on doing a lot more. Yep. Adam, what did you do in the world of Disney? I actually didn't do that much. I went on be the Keys to the Kingdom tour. Oh, snap. How was it, man? That was good. It was definitely worth the money. Um, I believe it was $80 after our discounts, which also got you a meal at Pecos Bill. Oh, I love Pecos wow. With unlimited guacamole. No way. Oh, yes. my gosh. Get the guac out of here. No. Nope. So where was this unlimited guacamole at? In the room that they blocked off just for us. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dang. How much guacamole did you eat? I didn't eat that much because <laughs> we still had the tour to go on. So. I don't even like guacamole. <laughs> you don't? I love yeah. guacamole. So, no. Um, yeah, when you get there, you you go in, you get your... It, the So, the lady that's talking, she's on a mic, mm-hmm. a lapel mic, better than the ones we recorded with mm-hmm. that one day. And then everyone has earpieces in. Oh. So, you grab your earpiece, you know, they have a little pack with it in, and then you pick out what you want to eat. Then you start the tour... Uh, they give, you know, they start off on Main Street. They talk about the writing in the windows. They talk about the buildings there, why they're there. Uh, then you go head towards Jungle Cruise. 
Mm-hmm. You pass up everyone and you go through the exit and get right on a boat. Oh, awesome. Yep. Uh, which then um, it's not the cruise that you normally have because instead of the skipper telling jokes, it's your gu- uh, the guy that you have mm-hmm. telling you different things about the ride. Cool. Is the person wearing the vest? Uh, yeah, she looks like a jockey. She actually even had the whip that you would whip a horse. Well, with. that's yeah, that's the whole thing. With, is the they're jockeys? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't yeah. think she'd have the whip. Wait, what? Wait, they're jockeys. That's what they're supposed to be. Is jockeys? Who? The people the who kind of bring the guys that bring you around Disney. They're they called are? jockeys. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I just see him with a vest. I don't see anything about jockey. It's about that. Yeah. No, she had a vest. She had a little cap on. Um, so yeah, we went on that ride. She talked about that. So the reason why, if you guys ever wondered why they stop talking while you're inside the cave is not because of reverb. That's what I always thought. I was like, Oh, it'd be too late. Nope. It's so that they can pay 100% attention that there is not a boat stopped in front of them. Oh, really? Yep. Cause she was talking the whole way through. Wasn't that, you know, that loud. Uh, how'd you know about that? Cause she told us. Oh, she did tell you. Okay. So they're making sure that they don't crash into another boat. Right. Oh, wow. And, you know, the whole wheel spin, you know, that's not real. Yeah. Right. You can't do anything. Uh, the stack tower, uh, the smoke chimney that's in the back of the boat, and then there's a box in the front of the boat. Yeah. Those are pylons that go into the water and have a wheel on it that's placed horizontally uh, that keeps you on track. Okay. Uh, I found out the elephant that's smiling at you and sitting, yeah. you know, sitting upright. If you're on that ride and you look behind you, there's another one sitting right there. Exact same elephant. So there's two of them? There's two. That way, in case the one everyone sees goes bro- uh, breaks down, they can easily swap them out. Hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, so we went on there, and then when we got off of that, um, we went and saw the floats, where they have all the uh, floats at, and then- The what, floats? Like and behind the scenes, whatever? Like behind yeah. The yeah. Thing? Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we went behind a gate and- Parade floats. It. Yeah, the parade floats. Sorry. Okay. Um, we saw those and then after we left there, we went over to the Haunted Mansion, mm. which I found out the cobwebs is hot glue and then they blow air on the hot glue at high speed to make it stretch. So did you ride Haunted Mansion too? Yeah, we rode Haunted Mansion So did you, guys, did you do the same thing, kind of like yeah, a special we went, thing? Yeah, we went through the exit and got wow. straight into wow. the room. So really, this is two fast passes and a lunch for seventy five dollars. That's really that's really that's really good. Decent. I think I might want to do that. Yeah, a five hour tour. Do you think? Did you ask him if it's the same two rides every time they do that? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, it's and then she said the speech is a script that they learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, after we went on to the Honda Mansion, um, oh, and she did talk. She didn't say doo doo trail like Joey does, but she did talk about that. <laughs> Oh, the, the trail in the, um, the Colonial Village? Yeah, yeah. yeah, when you're going through there. Um, and then we went to lunch. They had the room blocked off. Our lunch was already sitting there for us. Wow. Uh, bottles of soda along with our pin that I posted a picture of, the Keys to the Kingdom pin. Oh, yeah. That's really cool, that pin. Yep. And then- It kind of reminded me of the, the key blade from- Kingdom Hearts or yep. something like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a key. But, I mean, think about it. So you pretty much got, I mean, those <laughs> VIP tours are expensive, yeah, right? I mean, but I know it's like all day, not just two rides. No, no, oh, because tours, yeah. um, we looked at the the animals after dark mm-hmm. because the kids were upset because you have to be 16 and over. Yeah. So the kids just wandered off on their own at Magic How they do, by the way? Fine. Um, Cheyenne got into a little like argument with a worker. <laughs> what? She was looking in a store and a worker asked where her parents were. Oh my gosh. And I guess she went uh, somewhere. She, the person said, how are you going to pay for that? And she's like, 
held up the debit card and it's like what that's not yours oh my and gosh when cheyenne said that we were on a tour the girl said i'm sure they are oh my <laughs> gosh oh my god the disney worker i know exactly wow. i was like did you go to universal <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah the oh what i was telling about the animals after dark i think that was almost the same price it was like 60 dollars a person and it was in a one-hour tour mm-hmm. where this was five hours that's pretty good a lot of information and yeah it was 80 dollars per person uh, after our annual pass discount, yeah. But like I said, that's you also some- get the meal, two fast passes. Yeah, that's something I might uh, might look into. Yeah, it was really, really good. It seems like it's worth it. Yep. And then I asked her if she would go on the podcast, and she said they're not allowed. Yep, uh, Disney workers are not allowed to go on the podcast. On podcast. Yeah. You said you sure. can change your voice, make her sound like <laughs> Batman. Yeah, so hopefully that one guy, I left, the, I left, her, I left her number. No, the guy that called uh, Walt Disney. Oh, okay. So he should be getting in contact, hopefully getting in contact with you. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, that's what I did. Yeah, we went there. Um, then uh, we, oh, we met up, all three yeah, of us. Yeah, all three of us met up at Animal up. Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. We uh, did an animation experience over mm-hmm. at Rafiki's Planet Watch, which yes. I am now a big fan of. I'm actually, I'm going to probably hopefully go to that every time I go to Animal Kingdom. Oh, good luck, because it's usually busy. Is it really? But you got to get fast passes for it. Well, we saw the line. Yeah, that was yeah a mess. I do. It was yeah. a mess. The, the line's a little bit of a mess, but if you get fast passes, you get in. Uh, we got to draw TikTok Croc from mm-hmm. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. It and was I, a lot of fun. After that, we went, well, me and you and my family ate lunch. Mm-hmm. Alex watched and then yeah, took my kids' leftover food. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how to get Disney, how to experience Disney on the cheap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we tried to record something, didn't really work out too well. We might have to get some better mics. Yeah, the audio wasn't great, but I mean, it was fun hanging out. Oh, it was a lot of fun. I uh, I went there before you guys. I got there around. Uh, I got there around nine. In the surprising, the line to get in the park, just a car line. Oh my gosh, was it was so far back. Day. It was yeah. back further past where you decide if you're going to dis. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, decide before you go to Animal Kingdom or the the lodge. Animal right? Kingdom lodge, yeah. Right. It was be- beyond that. Um, but I mean, then I it got was like the- it took like 30 minutes for me to get to the place where you pay for parking. Yeah, order. I mean, yeah. I, well, because the genius of the group told us to meet up on a day that was a holiday. Yeah, but no, <laughs> the Sunday was not a holiday. It was a holiday weekend. Right, a holiday weekend. Uh, yeah, sorry. So yeah. I mean, it wasn't Martin Luther King Day that we were meeting. We met on that Sunday. I was hoping that. It, Every, it was going to be really busy on Martin Luther King. I told them at work that was the second busiest day other than New Year's Eve that I've ever been to the park. Yeah. That yeah. was ridiculous. Uh, it was Kingdom, crazy. For sure. It was, it was crazy. Because, yeah, I, I found I got into that line with the cars at like 9.05 or something like that, and I was in the park at 9.40. Yeah. I mean, was, and I was parked at a giraffe, which is pretty far back to be parked, and it's not even 10 o'clock yet. Yeah, That's, for sure. I mean, that's pretty far. Yep. Um, and then I went to um, Avatar, and I tried to get online for uh, that ride. Uh, Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage. And that line was so far. Yeah. The lady said four hours, and I was like, four and hours? ride's like, what, two that's, years old? Three it's like years four old? hours? That's no way this is four hours. And it was yeah. it was somewhere where I wasn't sure. It was right at the beginning of Avatar Land when you decide if you're going to Flight of Passage or you're going to the Navi, Ru- Navi River ride. And the line started right there. And I was like, well, this is different. Maybe it's shorter this way. But then as I waited in line for about 20, 30 minutes, it, I eventually led over to where the bridge is. And I saw the line was going down past the bridge, then turning around and coming back up. And I remember correctly, Joe, you and I waited below the bridge where yep. we started. And that was like almost two and a half hours. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I like, asked when we goodness. went to the preview event and that can hold up to a f- uh, almost five hour line. 
Oh, really? Yeah. But it's but it doesn't hold. It just goes out. It goes forever into the park. <laughs> well, no, they can set up because you know every ride oh, you can change yeah. the path around. Yeah, like change right. the little chains or whatever. Yeah, and change the yeah. Yeah, we did that, and so I at that point I was like, well, you guys weren't in the park yet, so I was like, well, I'm not gonna stand here and wait forever. So I went over to Everest and rode the single rider line, mm-hmm. and that said 60 minutes. But it's one of those signs that's always there. It's not. Just, I don't think it changes. Yeah, plus you're on single rider, mm-hmm. right? But it said single rider ride was 60 minutes. Oh, late. it gives you. I didn't know it gives you a time just for single yeah, rider. Yeah, it has like a little sign. So on the what wall. was regular act- rider? Like oh, what was the it was line? like the line was ridiculous. It was it was way past the entrance that? line. Yeah, I it just said, said numbers. It said wait time ridiculous. That's what it wow. said. Wow, <laughs> I don't know what the wait time was, but the line itself was ridiculous. That's some ridiculous. But my um, single rider line ended up taking a half an hour. That's not too bad. Which yeah. is not too bad for a busy day like that. Not no. too bad at all. Yeah, and by the time I got done with that, I went and met you guys up with the uh, the train to yep. go to Rafiki. We saw an alligator in the wild. We did see an alligator in the <laughs> wild. <laughs> Yeah, what's so funny about that? Because we're in Florida. <laughs> I know. But still, it was cool, though. So real quick on that, um, Tom and Dan had their lawyer on. Yeah. And I did not know this. It is case law that regardless if you have signs up or not on your property, if you are bitten by an alligator, the person cannot sue. Because it's common knowledge that you're in Florida, yeah. you're next to water. It's true. There's going to be a gator. They'd be everywhere. They're, yeah. they're, they're, if there's a body of water, you... You so really, when it. Disney went and put up all those signs, they were already protected by case law. Yeah, uh, but it's also good to know that because pe- people are coming from everywhere. People come from all around the world. Yeah. They don't know that gators are around here, I guess, but they are around here, and so are our falling iguanas from trees. <laughs> over in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, after you guys left me, because I left the park, because I was like, well, it's like mm-hmm. 1.30, 2 o'clock after we got the eating and whatnot. So I had left. What did you guys end up doing? I went to Epcot. Um, we rode on Finding Nemo. We rode the uh, Living Off the Land, mm-hmm. which uh, I saw a new Hidden Mickey there. Hmm. Which one? Where was it? Uh, it was in the plants. Um, uh, in the plants. Oh, and then the one with the shrimp. There was the cage in the um, where the shrimp are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's they, there. they added a bow tie to the oh. top. Yeah. So now it's a hidden, hidden mini. mini. I've, I've seen that one before. Yeah, of course. That's one of my. That's a that's a good ride. I know it's really boring, but that's one of my favorite ones too. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, just past the Blue Agave, there is a hidden Mickey. Um, that's using a ball, like a mesh ball of wire. That's for the uh, Bulgavillias. How do you pronounce that? Bulgavillias. I, I don't know. We have the pink flowers. I don't mm-hmm. know. We have them at work. Uh, yeah, that's a new hidden Mickey that they have. Um, and then Connor went and bought a painting from the Thomas Kincaid collection. Oh, cool. Well, not a painting. Which one is it? Print. Do you know? It was, I forget. I it's Mickey and Minnie walking into a cottage or something. There was multiple ones. They yeah. had different, um, not just Mickey and Minnie. They had Beauty and the Beast. Oh. They had uh, a Little Mermaid. They had different ones. Yeah. My wife and I have Beauty and the Beast shirts. Saying like she's my beauty, I'm mm-hmm. beast, his, yeah. her beast, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, they're all over the park. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, what'd you do after we split up? Well, after we split up, we we went on the safari mm-hmm. and then we went home because it was way too busy. It was way too busy for us. Yeah, way too many people. How was the animals? Were they out? Yeah, they were all out. It was really. It was a cool day. It wasn't like super hot. No, or it wasn't that day, cool. You know, it was cool. And uh, so the animals were were out, and um, yeah, we, we actually also walked around Asia. Like the animals and the tigers were, were walking around. Mm. They were out, which is cool. 
Anything else in Disney other than going to the park, Joe? No, not just I'm watching those cartoons every morning with my son. Yeah. We watched Up again recently. We just oh, watched yeah? all of it again. Did you cry after the first 10 minutes? Oh, no. minutes no. I don't I don't cry. But Excuse it was me. uh it I mean that that movie definitely gets it's like Get the first the 15 feels. minutes it's like hey, this is happening right now. But you know what I was thinking like why didn't they ever adopt? Like what's wrong with adoption? <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to adopt. Wow. Yeah, maybe that's, that's true. stuck up, man. Yeah, it's messed up. <laughs> Do you know? Oh, hey, talking about up. Mm-hmm. So we watched the Disney short with Doug. Yeah. Right. The pug. It, no, no, not Doug the pug. He's in those new Truth commercials. <laughs> what? Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Is it Disney? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so it's about Doug, and about uh-huh. pretty much it's right before he meets. Um, the main characters from Up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so it's everything that kind of happens right before. It's like a Disney short on Disney+. Plus. Uh-huh. Uh, it's new, I think. Yeah. It's actually really good. It's it's cool. It's, it's And all of a sudden, what's, what's the name? Carl, right? Yeah. And what's the boy's name? Um, the Cup Scout boy. Man. Ellie. Russell. Russell, yes. Yeah, so right before, and he's sitting there, and a whole bunch of funny stuff happens with the other dogs, you know? Yeah. And Doug uh, meets Carl and Russell. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. You should check that out. Have you watched? Have you seen it? I haven't seen that one. No. You should see it. That has to be really new because I was just on there a few days ago. It is. And I didn't see it on there. Yep. It's new. And I think there's a, there's a Toy Story 4 short coming out with Bo Peep. I'm not sure if it's out already. I just saw something oh, really? on it. Yeah. So, I, and you know me, I love I love the shorts. I'm a big short person. I like shorts. I'm you not wear jeans all the time. I know, man. But, oh, gosh. I knew you were going to go something like that. But, uh,. <laughs> I, I love the Disney shorts. Yeah, them too, right? <laughs> right at you. Yeah, man, you're good. <laughs> um, th- I know I said last week that uh, we're getting our, my daughter into Star Wars a little bit mm-hmm. by watching Lego. So she's you're now- start with episode one. She's watched- Episode one. Episode six. One. Because that's the correct order. No, it's not. It is the correct order. She watched the whole thing. She's going to be confused. She did not watch the whole just thing. Just like I am in The Witcher. I'm like, what? How did you just time travel like so far off? Yeah. No, Wait. so we watched episode six part of it. She watched a good amount of it. Like she was, like she wanted to watch it, and she sat and watched a good amount of it. And then we played some of seven, and we played some of eight, and she kind of like, not like all in a day, like over a week. We mm-hmm. played a little bit here, a little bit there, and then we played. Uh, we started watching episode one a couple of days ago, and uh, so you went from six to one. Yeah, kind of. all over. She's not gonna remember anything. She, yeah, she's, it's just it's just so she's not afraid of Darth Vader. Oh, so. yeah, because she was afraid well, of Darth Vader. Huh? Of Darth then Vader you for a get bit. the mask and walk and into she has her a bedroom d- in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now she has a Darth <laughs> Emma, I am your father. <laughs> Take it off. Furry, I'm your father. It's me. <laughs> uh, no, we do have, she does have a Darth Vader plushie now that she sleeps with and she likes to carry around. So if you mentally scar her enough, you know, the scabs will heal over and she'll never feel pain again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So now I think we're on the right track. She's about two and a half, and so far she this really likes Star Wars. So it's good. She seems to be more and more afraid of things as she gets older and she's more aware. Right, oh, and then eventually she'll just never right go on Everest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't like the uh, cracks no, on you? I don't like it. Oh, speaking of that. Hey, Alex, remember when we were hey, going to meet up on. and go on Everest all together? Hey, yeah, do you we have were. to go or no? <laughs> we are all going to go on Everest. But yeah, I had, to be at, I had to be at the, uh, I almost said the school's name. I had to be there by nine. Oh, okay. So, I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Adam. Thanks for listening and have a magical week.
Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz.